Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. On the third stroke, the Prime Minister of Australia will be... Scott Morrison. A rational fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra or Fair Dickum, and Section 44. The ABC recommends listening by immature audiences. Tonight on Irrational Fear, a prominent London think tank says Australia has become so influential on the world stage that it should replace Russia and restore the G7 to the G8. Scott Morrison says he'd only sign Australia up if they called it the G8, mate. Oh. <laughs> and China lands a probe and rover on the far side of the moon. Researchers hope that they'll discover how the celestial body was made and have replications of the moon on sale before Christmas. <laughs> and New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian says there's no evidence that pill testing will save lives at music festivals. When two young people died from one-punch attacks, they changed alcohol laws for the entire city, but Gladys knows pill testing is different because it won't help developers sell apartments in King's Cross. (laughs) This is Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear! It's about fear and it's about survival. On ABC Radio. This is Irrational Fear, the program that tells you what you should be scared of. And joining us right now in the studio for a bit of fear-mongering is a man so lithe and so tanned that he could be mistaken for a Victoria's Secret model. He doesn't need an ABC pass to come through the gates. He just slips right through. It's Lewis Hobber. Hello, Dan. Hello, Lewis. What is your secret? The secret is the ABC doesn't pay me enough to eat. <laughs> Next is a returning fear-monger, a woman who writes, directs and performs comedy television shows. It's former Triple J broadcaster and 50% of the Riley sisters it's hannah riley hello hannah you and your other 50 percent are off to the u.s Mm -hmm. soon for projects later on this year what are you going to be doing well yeah we're over there pitching some new tv project ideas and honestly it's going really well all we had to do was tell them we're the hemsworth sisters (laughs) and it works a bloody treat 
And finally, a man who rose to prominence in reality TV as Australia's Simon Cowell and then went on to make a name for himself with his own talk TV show as Australia's Ricky Lake and then went on to make a name for himself in radio as Australia's own Alan Jones. (laughs) But then our guest looked at what he had made and saw it was very good and moved to Queensland. It's Ian Dicko Dixon. Hey, son, how are you going? Well, Dicko, where have you been? uh, I moved to a small country town in Queensland and I'm going about the business of becoming a nobody again and it's going rather rather well in fact yeah i've i've now i've got nothing to say and no platform to say it on i'm australia's ideal former celebrity <laughs> <laughs> well it's great if you're going to become a nobody to be on abc local radio at 9 30 on a friday <laughs> summer. well done you've done it you are now yes. a nobody when men make less than women women generally don't want to marry them a rational fear on abc radio all right let's get into the fears strong men are back Duterte, Erdogan, Trump, the last couple of years have been great for the rise of the strong man in politics. You look like you wanted to say something. Oh, I was just about to add the name Hobber to the list. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks like 2019 is going to be just as good. Yesterday was day one of the right-wing administration in Brazil. President Gia Bolsonaro made some sweeping executive orders uh, on day one that would basically make Francis Underwood from House of Cards look like an emasculated leading man with a sordid past. Uh, here are two major things he did in that one day. First, he changed the way Indigenous people demarcate land by removing it from the Justice Department and giving it to the Agriculture Department. That's like if bikies started to cook meth in your front room, instead <laughs> of calling the police to stop them, you'd have to call the leader of the Comancheros. Um, <laughs> Bolsonaro then ordered the newly formed Human Rights Ministry to no longer look after the concerns of LGBTQI community. So the incoming human rights minister herself is a Christian pastor. She said, the state is late, but this minister is Christian. Oh, good. Not only does the minister speak in tongues, but she also speaks in third person. It is going to be hard to work out what's worth. Uh, She went on to say, girls will be princesses and boys will be princes. There will be no more ideological indoctrination of children and teenagers in Brazil. You know, I beg to differ. The minister forcing kids to be princes and princesses is just the kind of ideological indoctrination that former Nazi Party member Walt Disney would be approved of. (laughs) Bolsonaro himself is notoriously homophobic. He once said... I'd rather have my son die in a car accident than have him show up dating some guy. Well, that was it. Day one of the Bolsonaro presidency has not only led to a spike in the share market in Brazil, but also a huge spike in the number of gay weddings from folks who are worried that he'll outlaw that too. So, folks, what do you think of the strongman? Is he back? Well, just with that car crash quote, I reckon we may have misinterpreted it. When he says some guy, I reckon he maybe wants his son to date, like, the one. You don't want your son dating just some average dude. A prince. He specified it quite earlier. He wants a prince prince and prince only. Or even an oligarch. Now, Vladimir Putin would be a good some guy. Mm. I'm sure he wouldn't be upset if his son started dating Vladimir Putin. (laughs) That could only be a plus. Yeah, that's awful, though. Where that quote about um, the state is lay, what does that mean? I think it's talking about the, the actual state. So the, the separation of church and state in Brazil, but yeah. the minister herself is like, mm-hmm. stuff This that. sister's a Christian. That's right, right, right. Yeah. right. So, yeah, well, so. I've got to say, without the gays, carnival just got a whole lot shitter, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're going to be a homophobe and make it camp, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Well, Tony Abbott and the dick stickers. That's a pretty camp homophobe. <laughs> but if you notice, you talk about all the strong guys, you're making a really good point. You've got Duterte, yep. Trump, Kim, um, 
Crown Prince Bonesaw from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and now with these balls and arseholes, we, it looks like we've just basically uh, inadvertently cast the new uh, Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's a new Marvel, it's a new Marvel <laughs> villains pack. Yeah, we want them bad. Do you think people get sick of strong men in politics? Uh, yeah, when men stop being so awesome at everything. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it doesn't seem likely, though, does it? Does seem like we're just charging on up with them. You guys are all doing a great job. Thanks so much. By the way, from from us gals, we Chilli- just want to give you a pat on the back and oh, say right, congrats. Can, can I throw at this point? Can I throw Margaret Thatcher? Into the pile. Oh, she was the original strong I don't woman. Think, yeah. <laughs> if you did, she would bounce back from the amount of hairspray in her metal this, head. This is the equivalent of a not all men. It's like, well, let's not forget, Max. <laughs> yes. My real concern about um, Bolsonaro is that, um, you know how whenever a really extreme person gets elected to any country, um, there are all the people who didn't vote for them who say, I'm moving to such and such. Mm. Yeah. There are too many Brazilians in Bondi already. <laughs> like, we cannot let any more Brazilians into Bondi. We're all just going to be, like, trapped in slack lines and slipping over coconut oil. That place <laughs> is a mess of Brazilians already. I, I just... If we are going to take in a bunch of left-wing Brazilian refugees, can we funnel them to other places in the country? I think you would look great doing capoeira. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> such long have, limbs. Yeah, have real reach with those limbs of yours. Yeah. Brazilians are living proof that the only people who bring music to the beach are the people who shouldn't. <laughs> Just trash. <laughs> now, do you think we'll ever see a strong man in Australian politics rise to power? Or are we kind of too soft for that? Or well, we have got ScoMo with his meat pie. Do you, but do you think he is strong or do you think he's just trying to act strong? No, he's trying to act blokish. I reckon the mm. big prawn is the only real contender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had. I mean, Malcolm was, I mean, he was the Prince of Point Piper. He, that's a, I that's, mean, a li- that's a limp-wristed yeah. strong man, if ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not very one. strong. I mean, uh, Tony Abbott was... Uh, was a pugilist, li- Was yes. literally... Punched a wall once. <laughs> well, he was also literally strong. He looked very fit. Mm, he could ride a bike for a long time, <laughs> but not, not very handy in politics. He's more wily than 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 strong, I would say. Like wiry or yeah, wily? wiry. Sorry, the name of your people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Like you're talking about. I'm familiar with that word. I reckon. Um, I reckon we're again. Back to my feminist agenda. We're missing out J Bish here. She's the strongest mm. of them all. She's paddleboarded herself some like real carved arms and is the strong woman we all yeah, need. Yeah, threw herself into the ocean the other day off the back of a yacht. Yeah, she, she's very strong on visual metaphors, mm. that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are some of the things that Bolsonaro has said in the past. I have four sons, then I had a moment of weakness and I had a fifth. It was a girl. Uh, I'm not going to rape you because you're very ugly. He said that to a, a female representative in Congress. Wow. He also said, I'm pro-torture and the people are too. And this is the most insane thing I've heard him say. You won't change anything in this country through voting. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Unfortunately, you only change things by having a civil war and doing the work the military regime didn't do. Killing 30,000 people, starting with the former president. That is, that, that is I mean, to, to, for, the, for a guy to say that and then become president, that is... It's the, it's the new order, I'm yeah. afraid. I mean, unfortunately, you hear a lot of people. I hear a lot of people, certainly up in Queensland, hi, folks, say, <laughs> um, uh, I like Trump because he says what he means. And you go, well, no, he, he actually says something that you understand. That's the difference. He's debased politics to a point where you now understand it. It's the politics of hate and xenophobia. Yeah, but there's re- nothing constructive about it. Is Hanson our strong man? No, I think she's she's weak. See, I think uh, see, I've worked with the 
the monster that is David Oldfield. Mm-hmm. I think he he will rise again. What was your Ooh, Lazarus predictions? What was your what was your Oh I've been on a couple you... of reality shows with <laughs> yeah. Rather, you know, then don't knock it. Look at the President of the United States. His reality trash. Oh, oh my god. Right, I'm making the run. I'm making the run. Oh my god, it's a <laughs> touchdown from me. Yeah, yeah, Mark Holden is my vice president. Oh, oh and Marsha Hines is my Condoleezza Rice. Oh, oh yes, you've got I to just get got chills. This is huge. They're multiplying. Shannon Knoll singing your entrance song. Oh, my God. This is huge. <laughs> you oh heard my... it first here. Oh, my God. Dico, this is perfect what for you. What would you do on your first day? Yeah, what was, what's your well, first day? I'd, I'd, give, uh, I'd give everyone a day off, of course. Oh. Yeah, there's a bit of Bob Hawke in all of us. That's great. <laughs> and day two? Well, you've got another day off <laughs> to get over that day off. Come on. I'll, th- I'll think about it on day one, won't I? <laughs> we'll get round to business. You don't sound like a, you don't, you know, you don't, you're not really a strong man though. You're kind of a. Oh, no, I'm, I'm a softer. You, you know, we know you once were doing breakfast on 2UE. Yeah, and I couldn't handle that. <laughs> I was in the climate denier and I actually quite fond of refugees. So that was never going to be a great place for me to be. Nor is um, Australian politics, apparently. <laughs> no, no. Look, it's, I think politics, I'll be honest. I'm really down on democracy. I, I favour these days a benevolent dictatorship. Oh, boy. I do. I just think uh, you know where the power is, but it's generally good for you. And, and I, yeah, seriously, I don't think politics, I don't think democracy do, does us any favours anymore. This is a slippery slope right mm. here. Mm. So who? Who's... I rescind my vote. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that was the quickest run ever. <laughs> it was a Malmeninga. Yeah. It was great. Former Prime Minister hopeful. Yeah. People were afraid that Peter Dutton was seriously going to win. A rational fear on ABC Radio. Now it's time for the second fear this week. Like so many we've had over the years, uh, this one is thanks to Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton. Uh, This week the minister stripped Australia's most wanted jihadist, Neil Prakash, of his Australian citizenship, saying that Prakash was a very dangerous individual. But Mr Dutton also claimed that Prakash was also a citizen of Fiji by virtue of his father. Now, Prakash's father, a Fijian, went to Australia and became an Australian citizen, and his mother is also a Cambodian. Dutton also went to say he's working with the Fiji government really closely to sort it out. But (laughs) here's the thing. The Director of Immigration from Fiji said the opposite. He said not only has he not spoken with anyone from Australia about Prakash, but Prakash doesn't qualify for citizenship because, one, he wasn't born there, two, he hasn't applied for citizenship, and three, Neil Prakash has never, ever been to Fiji. And a senior defence minister remarked to the Fiji Sun that Australia can try to dump their foreigners in an island like Nauru, but not Fiji. <laughs> Although that is some great burning there from the from defence officer. Well, there's at least one thing Australian politicians have in common with terrorists. It's they both under, don't understand the vagaries of Australian dual citizenship <laughs> policy. And they also have a habit of self-imploding. Uh, so, folks, what should Peter Dutton do with Neil Prakash? Well, firstly, you should get him to change his name from Neil. Neil is a shit name for a terrorist, isn't it? Let's face it. You could have the White Widow. Even Jihadi John had a bit of cute alliteration. But Neil shouts public servant, not rampant beheader of infidels, you know. Change your name, Neil. Well, as far as I remember, this guy wasn't a very effective terrorist. And and, uh, Neil kind of says to me like, you know, a pretty impotent yet rageful young man mm. so I think oh, it's yeah. pretty good. I agree I feel like you'd find Neil in the comments you know. Oh like, Neil's oh. hard in the comments Yeah. But to answer your question what should Peter Dutton do with him? I think from I guess from his quote 
work closely with him because apparently whenever he does that, people just run for the hills, <laughs> just try and form a strong relationship with this man and he'll bail. He'll never... never well, yeah, he'll flee. Well, he's in, he's in a prison in Turkey at the moment, so he's not going anywhere. What do you think about the power that Peter Dutton has just to pull your citizenship at any moment? I think it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hope he starts giving them out too, like citizenship Santa. Like you just wake up one yeah. day and you're like, I'm... Croatian now. Huh. Yeah. Thanks, Peter. Is it right you could be just walking down the street and you know you know don't know you've done something wrong and Peter Dutton calls you up and says, "Oh, good eye, mate. You're unfortunately you're no longer a citizen." Is that fair? Is that is that fair to do? If he was born here, shouldn't we look after him? Shouldn't we put him in jail ourselves? Yeah, you can't just go dumping like terrorist detritus on the rest of the world and saying he's no longer our problem because he Fiji's... once went to Daydream Island. You know? <laughs> but as Fiji said, it's what we do best. We're turning it into a national sport of <laughs> you know not looking after our own and disregarding people and dropping them in beautiful islands. I mean, yeah, Fiji is much better than Nauru. Oh, yeah. The cocktails are way better. (laughs) And the the shopping. Yeah. At least it's an island that Australians genuinely do want to be on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If it's possible to strip anyone of their citizenship, which Aussies do you reckon should be stripped and sent to Fiji? Me for the next two weeks. <laughs> and then I will come back tail between legs, I mean, crying from my passport back. For my money, it's Blair Cottrell because um, just uh, just how mad it would make him because, I mean, the dude hates brown people and he really looks like he has a hard time relaxing, so I think he'd really hate Fiji. <laughs> Do you reckon he'd just come back, like, tanned, cocktail in his hand and be like... Guys, Guys I've wrong. actually had a bit. <laughs> I've had some time to think. Um, I've got a tattoo now, and um, it says yeah, Buller. yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, not a Nazi. Yeah. Well, speaking of Blair Cottrell, according to news.com.au, national intelligence agencies are on high alert right now because apparently um, ultra right wing extremists are planning a Cronulla style race riot this weekend in Melbourne to protest immigration. Uh, first of all, uh, news.com.au, Cronulla rights. They were in 2005. Isn't that a bit of an old reference now? Do you think that's an old reference? Mm. Yeah, particularly for Melbourne. You know, like, I just don't feel like you can get up a race riot like that using such a dated reference. And I love that there's the Cronulla style, and I just immediately think of, like, the cape, flag, <laughs> flip-flops. And I didn't realise fashion was so cyclical, but I guess it, what goes around comes around. It's a bit soon as well, isn't it? Shouldn't they wait until Australia Day? <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. It's only a couple of... No, well, that's the that's yeah. the hottest 100. All the racists are listening to the radio. It's actually not, Dan. I don't know if you remember. There was a whole thing about it. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I don't know if you remember. We've kind of been getting yeah. savaged for it for the last year. Yeah, well, year. They, they won't be listening to the hottest 100, so they can riot instead. Now, is it okay that news.com.au is kind of reporting on this like it's about to happen? Isn't this just as potent as just an open invitation, like a Facebook invitation? Oh, like what we're doing right now? <laughs> I don't think people listening to Radio National at 9.30 are going to be that... <laughs> To, to pop into a race, right? You don't know. They could be a part of the secret fight clubs of the alt right. You don't know our listeners also, like I do. It's going to happen in St Kilda, and I spent a lot of time in St Kilda. And um, man, if you end up with a lot of barefoot racists on that beach, they are all going to go home with a lot of syringes in their feet. <laughs> it's self defeating. Yeah, yeah, it's real bad news. Well, in related news, I don't know if you heard Alan Jones. He was on the radio yesterday. He had a news resolution he wanted to share. Victor, you've given us a call. What are your thoughts on Carl? Hello, Alan. First of all, I can't believe that Carl gets a bad rap. I worked in the coal mines for 40 years, digging, digging up the stuff. It allowed me and the good wife to pay off our m- mortgage. <laughs> Thank you, Victor. It sounds like you did have a good life. Oh, 
Carl. It's good for paying off your mortgage. 2GB873. Now, mm, it's 2019, a new year, which means we can all start our lives afresh. Generally, this time of year, I throw out all of my Pashmina Afghans that are over 12 months old. Oh, goodbye. And then I get David to make me a fresh tomato sandwich. Oh, it's a good way to start the year, let me tell you. Oh, then I pop down to Sanity to pick up the latest Anthony Kalir album. Oh, what a voice. Oh, and then I make one New Year's resolution. Let me tell you what it is. I've only got one. It's the same New Year's resolution that I've had for the last 14 years. And that is not to start a race riot. And since 2005, I've been good to my word. Despite there clearly being a need for a bit of race on race biffo from time to time, I haven't started one. I've been a very good boy. Now, let me tell you something. I've learnt my lesson from the Cronulla riots that one should never use their radio program to incite racial hatred. That's why I'm on Sky News now. I can use my TV platform. There's only one problem. No one watches. Uh, the only people who watch Sky News are liberal politicians who are hoping to get their own TV shows on Sky News after they lose the election. Uh. Next up, we're taking your calls. Scott Morrison, is he a good Prime Minister or is he Australia's greatest Prime Minister? You're listening to the Alan Jones Breakfast Show. Right across Australia. Erratic winds and an unpredictable breeze. A rational fear. Julie Bishop deciding to bail early. This is a rational fear. Well, a story that I found super interesting today was the British Army has been really struggling to recruit millennials. I assume it's because young people have finally seen all the movies about war by now and don't want to die. Uh, but <laughs> the British Army has had to come up with a new series of ads. And this is true, specifically asking for snowflakes, selfie addicts, and phone zombies. Here's oh, wow. a moment from the TV ad where an addicted gamer is mocked by his brother, but praised by the army. Can't get off that thing. Up all night in his stamina. Don't underestimate it. Oh, so good. So scary. Wow. Yeah, super interesting. So it also comes with a bunch of poster ads. Um, I mean, I assume they're not going to use actual posters because they're targeting millennials. (laughs) It'll be on the internet. But they um, are a twist on the old World War I, your army needs you slogans. Uh, now, like, obviously we, we know that armies have always recruited people that nobody else wants. It makes sense that they would go for the most hated people on earth, <laughs> us. But these are the real army slogans, and I'd love to know what you think at the end, right? This is a, I'm not joking, these are true. Selfie addicts, your army needs you and your confidence. <laughs> I like that. You know what's great about selfie addicts is they always get the shot. So that's, <laughs> um, that's, kind, of a, that's kind of good for One them. like equals one kill. <laughs> This is another one. They're always good with, they're great with angles. They're great with angles. They'd be good snipers. Um, yeah, as long as the sniper rifle only has a sight that like reflects <laughs> back. back. Yeah, yeah. This is another one. Binge gamers, your army needs you and your drive. Well, you know, the great thing about binge gaming is that often it's like doing repetitive tasks on end for hours at a time. I know gamers, and I've seen on Reddit that that there's this thing called the poop sock. Mm. The poop sock no. is a sock Get that gamers have nearby for when they need to go poop, they poop in the sock so they don't have to go to the toilet and disrupt the game. Mm. It's <laughs> pretty weird. Yeah. All's fair in love and war. <laughs> through a lot of socks that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But when it says your army needs your drive, you just like... Do you think it's their drive that has all their hentai porn on it? <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> um, this is another real one. Snowflakes. 
Your army needs you and your compassion. Ah, no, don't bomb the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it's like we just need to know who we're going to bully during basic training. <laughs> There's another one, real one. Me, 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 millennials, your army needs you and your self-belief. Isn't that kind of like the opposite of what you're meant to do in the army? You're meant to have like a hive mind and think as a group? Yeah. You're not meant to, like, that would mean there'd be people abandoning all over the place, right? Also, do they not know that all of like the this faux self-belief that millennials have is just to disguise our crippling anxiety? Maybe it's totally. a, Maybe it's about dealing with PTSD when they come back. <laughs> um, this is a last one I'd like to, uh, this is a true one. Phone zombies, your army needs you and your focus. Oh. Wait, it's a complete lack of focus that makes someone a phone zombie. Right, I know. I feel like they don't understand it at all. Well, you know, I, I don't know about that. Maybe they'll be really good at multitasking. Uh, one second they'll be bombing a wedding in Yemen and then they can flip over to the next app and they could be bombing a wedding in Afghanistan and they can flop over, flip, flip this, over the next app and bomb a wedding in Syria. This whole thing feels like a Black Mirror episode. Right? It's so strange. But what's weird is listening to that ad, it's actually... It, it's quite effective. I can imagine being a disenfranchised kid playing a video game and being totally drawn to that. It works. You've joined up already, haven't uh, you? I'm already, I'm already clicking away. Yeah. I'm signed I, up. I do think it is interesting. And I, they, they've, apparently they haven't hit their recruitment targets in ages. And part of it is that they just are completely missing this young generation. I assume that that would be a problem that's happening all around the world. So it'd be interesting to see how it's going to work. Yeah, bone spurs, that's my problem. <laughs> but no, I, I don't know if you saw Trump said, you know, I, I would have been a great general, but who knows? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, you know, if you didn't sign we up. Do. For, you know. <laughs> we definitely do. Yeah, you need to sign up to be a general, Donald. <laughs> no matter what you do think of this advertising campaign, you've got to admit it's much better than their first draft. Hey, millennials, we know you love abbreviations like OMG. Why not try PTSD? Hey. Irrational fear. This is a rational fear. Things have also ended up a little bit dirty. In Argentina, the greatest polo player ever, Aldolfo Cambioso, is planning to compete on a pony that died nearly a decade ago. A clone of his beloved stallion, Aiken Cura, with more than 25 replicas of the champion horse now in existence. We're actually lucky to be speaking with Aldolfo right now. Aldolfo, thanks for joining us on Irrational Fear. It's so good to be with you. Why have you cloned your horse, Aiken Cura? He was simply the best Apollo we had, so I thought, why not bring him back? If he gets tired, we can replace him with his brother. Do they know they're the same horse? Not at all. They are very stupid animals. Aldolfo, have you, have you cloned yourself? No. What do you ask? It just sounds like there are ten of you all answering at once. How dare you? I am Aldolfo Cambioso. I am the top ten players in the world. Hang on, you just said... You are the top ten players in the world. Did we? I mean, did I? A rational fear on ABC Radio. According to documents filed at the Dutch Chamber of Commerce in a bid to avoid tax, Google has shifted $23 billion in profits from its international businesses to a subsidiary in Bermuda. Um, so, Dicko, as like the baby boomer on the panel, have you ever thought of setting up an offshore bank account to siphon off all of that Australian Idol money? <laughs> all right, smart ass. Now, I didn't need to siphon off my Australian Idol money to a tax haven because I actually met a Nigerian prince <laughs> online and I'm going to get so much more money back when that boat comes in. Don't you bloody worry about that, sunshine. Well, we shouldn't be surprised. I don't know if you caught the keynote for Google Assistant last year, but they had their evil plan already laid out when they de- demonstrated it to the crowd in San Francisco. We should have said it coming. Okay, Google. 
How much tax does Alphabet owe from its international subsidiaries? Hard to say depending on how you account for it. Google may owe over $10 billion in tax. Okay, Google. How can Alphabet not pay that tax? Alphabet can legally minimize tax by using a double Irish Dutch sandwich. Okay, Google. What is a double Irish Dutch sandwich? Here is a summary. The double Irish Dutch sandwich is a base erosion and profit shifting tax tool used mostly by USA multinationals since the late 1980s. Okay, Google. If Alphabet uses the double Irish Dutch sandwich, how much tax will they have to pay? If Alphabet uses the double Irish Dutch sandwich, Alphabet will have an effective tax rate of f all. Hmm. Okay, Google. Apply double Irish Dutch sandwich to Alphabet's f***ing insane profits. <laughs> okay, ordering you a double Irish whiskey no. and a Dutch sandwich from no, no, Paddy no. Vanderberg. Okay, Google, stop. A rational fear. Post-mortem results are not expected. Your fear is rational on ABC Radio. This week, American metal band Twisted Sister claimed that Clive Palmer has ripped off their 1980s hit We're Not Gonna Take It in a new political ad and are planning to sue. Many have slammed this as a blatant breach of copyright, but producer, former record company executive and talent scout Ian Dicko Dixon has leapt to Palmer's defence. Well, firstly, as an older white man clinging to relevance, it's great to finally see some representation in the music industry. And secondly... I think he's a genius, honestly. I mean, he's the original. And he's Clive's version. They kind of sound the same. No, you're not really listening. You see, what he's done is changed the words we're to Aussies. And change the words, take it, to cop it. This is an artist who knows his audience. Then there's the sloppy guitar work. The vocals that sound like a half-pissed guy, someone's hired off Gumtree. This is the real Clive Palmer. This is the real Australia. Okay, but does just changing the words mean he's not in breach of copyright and that he can't be sued? Oh, God, no. He's definitely ripped them off. But that's not the point. Aussies ain't going to cop it. It's important. It- It's up there with political anthems like Marvin Gaye's What's Going On or John Lennon's Imagine. Except that it's about wanting faster internet. Exactly. He's already sent me a list of new protest covers he's thinking of doing that we're going to be working on in the new year. Oh, wow, really? There's an awesome heavy guitar one. Whole lot of nickel. The Stairway to Tim Tams. But personally, I'm hella excited to hear his version of a song that means so much to him. The theme to his favourite film, Titanic. My heart will probably not go on for much longer. A rational fear. On the ABC. Your fear is rational. It's because they're communists. On ABC Radio. Well, that's it for a rational fear. Had you guys have a good time? Oh, such a ball. <laughs> Lewis, you'll be back next week. Yes, always, Dan. You can't keep me away. Uh, it's just nice to be out the house for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Australia's favourite same-day booking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for a rational fear, but here's what you should be scared of next week. Another apartment block in Sydney cracks apart as they take the housing crash too literally. <laughs> and Australia's extreme heatwave threatens to raise Tasmanian temperatures to T-shirt and short levels. And the test series will be over, so people who like cricket may have to actually learn the names of the teams that are in the Big Bash. 
Irrational Fear was written and performed by Dan Illich, Lewis Hulber, Hannah Riley and Ian Dixon and produced by Jacob Round. Our executive producer is James O'Brien. Until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Good night. Irrational Fear. On ABC Radio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.